This is Carrie on with Kelly, the podcast where we unpack the stories of my travel, cancer, recovery, and self-discovery from one small bag. As I mentioned in the last episode, instead of naming each episode as episode X of season Z, I will simply say that this episode was recorded on June 22nd, 2022 from Antigua, Guatemala. It is Monday evening after a three-day Monday holiday weekend. I used this weekend to do one of my favorite things, and that is to take a trip while I am already on a trip or while I am already traveling. While some people might find this odd or confusing, I have to admit I have questioned it at times. Often thought, why can't I be happy where I am? Why do I have to constantly change locales? And then after more contemplation, I basically said, fuck it, I can do what I want to do. I don't find this odd at all. When I travel, I start to think of that main place as home, home base. And then a weekend away is nothing more and nothing less than a weekend away. There's nothing to examine and nothing to read into. I used this weekend to take a road trip to Lake Atatillion. I believe is how you pronounced it. I stayed in a town called Penachella. I want to say it's a small town, but my tour guide ended up telling me that there are 35,000 people that live in Penachella, Penachella, which that is before the influx of tourists. This is larger than any town that I've lived in recently over the past three or four years. So it's probably maybe not a small town. So I had a car pick me up Friday after work, which due to the time difference, made it three o'clock on Friday, drove me to Panachialia, and I just took the time to walk around town. This lake and the surrounding areas was known for its handicrafts, and there's water, obviously, because it's a lake, boats, and things like that. I stayed in a hotel right on the water, Saturday, I just walked around a lot. I was supposed to be writing a paper, which I did not finish yet. That is a story for a different day. And then on Sunday, I took a day tour called Tour of the Towns. And my tour guide picked me up at the hotel. I assumed we were going to be taking a car ride around the lake. It turns out we took a boat, which I do get seasick, but I have prescription grade nausea medicine. So that helps with the motion sickness. We boarded a boat. This was a private tour, so I was the only one on the boat. We went across the entire lake and went to our first town where we walk straight up a hill and we go to like the center market. You go to the central area where there's the central park and and the church. Every town is kind of set up the same way. I ended up doing in one town a chocolate demonstration where they show you how you make chocolate in another town I did a weaving demonstration I bought way too many scarves another town I did a coffee plantation tour I do need to comment on this one everything up until this point I thought these towns did a great job but I scheduled the coffee plantation tour thinking I was actually going to tour a coffee farm or a tea plantation similar to what I've done in other countries like Sri Lanka there were so many tea plantations 
you know, the Lipton's tea plantation where you take a tour of where they grow all the, the, the leaves and then you take a tour of the huge factory and then you go to the top of the mountain and watch where Sir Lipton watched his property and I can think of so many other coffee farms or tea plantations that I went to. So this one was slightly disappointing because there was, you know, they took you and showed you a tour of how they made this coffee and then they took you and showed you one plant and where the plant was made and then told me how one day they want to have a bigger cafe. So it was new, everybody was really nice, but it kind of didn't hit that high point that I was looking for. We were supposed to go to another town. By this point, we had already been gone about four and a half hours. So my guide picked a restaurant in San Pedro, I think was the last town where I had a lovely seafood dinner overlooking the lake. And then we went back on the boat. The boat ride out to these towns was quite peaceful. The boat ride back to these towns was straight into the wake, uh, or I think that's what it's called. And every time we hit the water, our boat would fly up on the top, and then jam back down. Luckily, my body has been feeling pretty good because that would have really crushed me at other points in my life. And that was my weekend. I woke up this morning. No, I woke up, yeah, this morning to a message from Jennifer, who's the woman that's scheduling all of my drivers and all of my tours. The message said that there had been a major mudslide and they couldn't get to me until Tuesday. And about 30 minutes of panic set in and then I got over it and remembered that I had a laptop I could work anywhere and that was fine I'd book a room for another night and they could pick me up at the end of the day on Tuesday we would come back on Tuesday evening after some back and forth and our language discrepancies between the two of us I realized that I really wasn't affected that they were affected that the driver that was picking me up and Jennifer the woman who runs the tour business are based in Guatemala City and the mudslide was between Guatemala City and me not between me and Antigua everything on their end is fine they did clear the roads they're down to one lane but they are making some movement but I was able they were able to find me another driver to pick me up and get me back to Antigua this afternoon so I'm back and um, apparently Guatemala City is a mess. So I'm gonna stay on my little side of the world for the next couple weeks, let them get their bearings straight, and then I'll see what I need to book from there. And I don't think I mentioned this, but there was an earthquake last week. So, you know, I've lived in Southern California. I, I lived through a couple earthquakes, but they were never rough. Like I remember one time sitting in the office and you feel things move a little bit. There was even an earthquake in New York one time, I think, but nothing bad. But last week, the other day, and I'm deep in sleep and I hear all this banging outside my room and I wake up and my, my bed is kind of like waving back and forth. And it took me about 30 to 45 seconds to realize that we were in the middle of an earthquake and all the banging outside was everything in the hallway falling around woke up in the morning I did see I pulled it up online there had been three or four earthquakes that night so I must have woken up in the middle of the the biggest one the town seemed fine nobody really seemed to react all that to say 
with mudslides and an earthquake um, and all the volcanoes that I have a feeling that maybe something big is going to happen here one day, which is no bearing on anything. It's not going to affect me, but hopefully the people here are prepared for what seems like it's going to come down the path soon. Speaking of the people here, I need to tell you that they are some of the nicest people that I have met in my travels. And I'm going to specifically talk about the people that I have met at the hotel I'm staying at. I'm staying at a small boutique hotel called Sella Hotel and Coffee Shop. So there's a little coffee shop right in the lobby. And then I'm on the second floor. So there's three floors of rooms. And then on the rooftop is where I have breakfast. And then also you can go up there and have coffee at like lunch and, and dinner time. Um, so some of the things that the people have done once we got past our initial language barrier, because my Spanish is not good. When I got here, there was a table in my room and I just pulled the table over and I'd sit at the corner of the bed the first night or two I was here. They came and, and somebody saw me sitting like that when they came to clean my room or something. And when I went to leave, they said, can we bring you in a desk tomorrow? I'm like, sure, why not? So I run out the next day to get a coffee. I come back and there's a little desk with a chair sitting in my room, which I thought was great. They came to check on me later and realized that they didn't like how I looked at that little desk that I seemed too hunched over. So later that day, they come back with a bigger desk. And now I have this very nice sized desk and chair in my room that everybody has been very gracious that they brought to me. Something else that they do is, like I said, uh, most mornings I run up to the roof between meetings and I have breakfast. So the first day I ask for ice, yellow, and they bring me ice because I always have some iced tea laying around. And then the next day I ask for another glass of ice in the middle of breakfast. So now when I go up, they bring me a huge bowl of ice so I can just fill my Starbucks cup, my reusable Starbucks cup every day. They also take a cue of what I'm ordering. So they bring like eggs and um, plantains and beans. And the one day I had fried eggs and I didn't eat the yolk because they were too dry. Well, after two days of not eating the yolk, now they just bring me fried egg whites, which I think is amazing that they're paying attention to me like that. So one of the big things, um, a not so great thing, I did get pickpocketed the other day, which it's not as catastrophic as it sounds, but I had a little pouch that I put money in every day and I had my key for my room and then I also had a key for the Pilates studio and nothing had any identifying names or room numbers or anything like that on the keys and I had my little wallet in my purse with my umbrella you know my sunglass case things like that I get my Starbucks I go back and I sit down at one of the tables so the Starbucks is really big that when you go and order then you go out the back and there's a huge sort of um, outside walking area, many rooms, outside courtyard. So nobody that worked there could kind of see what was going on. I sat down at one of the tables and sat my purse beside me, leaned up against the wall. 
but it was like at my feet, got engrossed in a book. About an hour later, I go to grab my purse, so I'm gonna go get another Starbucks and walk home, and I reach my hand in and I don't have a wallet. So I rummage through everything real quick. I panic a bit. The biggest thing that happened is I couldn't get another Starbucks before I went back because I didn't have any money. They ended up taking probably about 12 US dollars. I had a bunch of Guatemalan dollars in there, but it came out to about 12 US dollars. Like I said, they took my key, but there was no identifying factors. So I got back to the hotel and I say to the front desk gentleman who luckily was the person who spoke the most English. And I said, you know, got pickpocketed, they stole my key. He's like, we have another key, we'll be fine. Tomorrow, can you go out and get a new key made? And I just sort of looked at him and like, I think it's better if you go out and get a new key made tomorrow and I will pay for it. But I don't understand in what world I'm going to be able to do that. So they got me another key the next day. And so far, I've just been a little bit more cautious of holding on to my purse as we're going about my daily business. Um, like I said, I did lose the Pilates key, which I have to tell Charlie about tomorrow. Pilates has been such a great experience when I've been here. There have been, you know, years of Pilates practice under my belt. But since I left Bali, when my body was so damaged, I haven't done a ton of Pilates. I've done basics, laying on my back, doing footwork, things like that. But I haven't gone as far as to try to see what my body can do. And the Pilates instructor here, we've only had six or seven sessions. I think we're at seven now. Um, but she has been so amazing with taking the cues from my body, pushing me enough. So the other day, for those of you that know what Pilates is, you'll understand this. But the other day she said, what do you think? You wanna try feet and straps? And I never thought my back or my core could handle that because I haven't done anything like this since my back surgery. And we were able to put my feet in the straps and not do anything crazy like short spine or long spine, but we were able to do, you know, some basic up and down motions and circles with my, my legs and the straps. And it just was such a huge, huge accomplishment for this body that I'm currently living in. So we have several more sessions scheduled for the next couple weeks. I hope to go pretty much almost every day. I am looking for a Pilates studio in New York that when I come into town to work, that I can go see them once or twice when I'm in town. And I'm looking for somewhere to go in Pittsburgh because I have rented a house in the shady side neighborhood of Pittsburgh for a month this summer. So it totally seems random and I completely get that. But the Shadyside neighborhood has been a neighborhood on my radar since I was probably in high school and my freshman year in college. I went to college in that area. It's always been just a really great neighborhood that's very walkable. Um, as an adult, the most time I've spent there is because my hematologist and my hospital are in this neighborhood. But in the past year or so, when I go to a doctor's appointment, I try to spend the night and I walk around the neighborhood or even when we were doing, you know, my stem cell retrieval, I got to stay in the neighborhood or before we do a procedure, 
my sister and I would go down and we'd like go to dinner or something. So I've got to spend enough time in this neighborhood and I realized that it does offer everything that I want. Everything was walkable. There's a car, Starbucks and a ton of coffee shops. There's grocery stores with some walking distance and a Pilates studio. So right now I did, I did commit. So when I get back from Guatemala, I'm going to New York for a few days and then I'm gonna live in this apartment for a month, go back to New York for a few days and then dog sit for Oswald and that takes us till the end of August. So that's kind of what we're looking at right now. Maybe I'm gonna like it and maybe I'm going to decide that that's where I wanna settle in for the next year or so. I wouldn't count on it quite yet, but maybe in the future. I am very committed to being houseless for the rest of 2022, but that was a big step to actually rent that apartment for the weekend. Not the weekend, oh my goodness, for the whole entire month. It's apartment in a huge mansion um, right off of Fifth Avenue, so I spend time walking past this mansion all the time. So it should be an interesting visit for a while. And the last thing I want to talk about today is the amazing food that I have run into in Antigua. My first couple days here, I stuck with tacos or quesadillas, kind of the local fare. And then I started just randomly finding other places and I ended up at Hector's Bistro having an amazing steak sandwich. I ended up at a place called Samsara, which had, it's a vegan restaurant and I had zucchini noodles with some sort of vegan cheese sauce, which was amazing. I've had some of the best ramen that I've tried in years at a ramen place. I had one night I went to a Vietnamese place and it was two for one banh mi for 39Q, which comes out to be about $5. So I had one banh mi for dinner and they wrapped the second one up for me to bring home, which I ate the next day. And it was even better once everything had soaked through the bread. This weekend I had an amazing um, Pokeball when I was out at the lake, which you know, for those of you that listen, Pokeballs are one of my favorite meals. Spicy tuna on rice with seaweed salad on the side. So just some amazing, amazing food that I've experienced while I was in Antigua, which is kind of shocking. I didn't plan on really running into um, anything outside of the local like Guatemalan, Mexican flair kind of food. So that sort of made my day. So with that, I will say good night. Thank you for joining me as I continue to carry on around this world. And I hope you'll join me next time. Have a good night.